Yeah, so what have we looked at? What have we explored the last few weeks? <coughs> and maybe you remember in the beginning I was uh, talking about three attitudes which are supporting is us in that kind of formless meditation which we have been exploring here or awareness meditation or natural meditation or effortless meditation and in the beginning I said that these three attitudes that they are connected with three qualities of primordial consciousness of pure awareness of non-dual awareness so Today I want to explore those three qualities or attitudes or make the bridge actually from the first session to uh, now our last session for this uh, term. So the three qualities uh, I have been inviting you to explore in our sitting is firstly friendliness. Maitri, loving kindness. And we have been also looking into the self compassion, self acceptance. But that's, I think, one of the really the foundational gestures in our practice. Also, questions, question we can ask in our, uh, in our practice, whatever it is, yoga or whatever it is. Is it a friendly path? Is my path a friendly path? Is it, uh, is it really uh, supporting the discovery of warmth and gentleness with my experience? And where in my practice, where in my way I work with myself and with others, do I feel still quite a lot of judgment, pushing, trying to fix, trying to control. And sometimes for practitioners it takes quite a few years to discover, wow, I have been quite I have been maybe even more. I, maybe maybe you discover after many years of practicing, Oh, I ended up in a, in a place where I'm more judgmental than I used to be. Because not only now I have the, the CD uh, which I got for my, the recording of my parents, I'm not good enough. Now I also have the recordings of the Buddhist teacher or the meditation teacher or the tradition who tells me you are not good enough. So it's actually, I mean, it doesn't matter so much what you do. It also matters, but in your practice. But it, for me, more interesting is actually, is there friendliness? Is there kindness? Where can you become a bit more softer? So that's the first quality. The second quality, uh, the sec uh, attitude. The second uh, attitude is the easygoing, open attitude. In the 
which is so much emphasized in the awareness meditations, where we assume that the peace we are longing for is already available to us in this moment. And the way to shift is to allow this moment to be, to become, to be more and more spacious, more and more open to what is happening. Yes. So many many instructions there. One 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 mantra could be, yes, thank you. You wake up in the morning, the worries are there. Yes, thank you. And that is uh, that could be like a the the pith instruction for meditation is to put a chair into the middle of the room to sit down and to what whoever comes up, yes, thank you. Sometimes it's really difficult, but you just do it. Yes, thank you. And so that's the, the second, the open, easygoing, allowing things to be as they are, shifting from struggle to peace, shifting from resistance to softening, touching, embracing, breathing into. Life is going to be difficult. It's just like that. How do you relate to it? That's the question. That's something we can cultivate. So we can, we can't very much reduce the pain in our life, but we can reduce the suffering through the way we relate to the pain in our life. So that's the second, easygoing, open, and the third is interested, to be curious, to be curious about life, the whole catastrophe the wonderful, beautiful things and the terrible, disturbing, uh, difficult things, to be curious. Curiosity. Wondering. So now, how is this connected with the three basic qualities of awareness itself, of non-dual awareness or primordial consciousness? As I said in the few, a few times uh, during these evenings, the process of awakening can be described as a process of shifting your sense of identity from what you believe you are. So shifting your sense of identity, which according to the Buddhist uh, teachings, we have put our sense of identity into a wrong place. We're projecting it into the wrong place. In which place? Uh, that's changing, but it, it's pretty much connected with the, with the body, and it's pretty much connected with 
the stories and names and memories and worries and feelings. So that's where we put our that's that's this kind of mental process of selfing. Ah, that's me. And then that that's me, which is a mental process of designation, uh, appears to us as something existing. It's like being fooled by one's dreams in terms of that in a dream we believe that the thing we are afraid of in a dream is really something existing uh, independent from the dreamer and depending from the person who is attacked by that monster so Awakening is that process of shifting your sense of identity from the process of selfing. And uh, there is a kind of second process connected with the selfing, and that's the... What could be a word for that? It's the... You know, when you say mine, it's like the minen. No, I, I, I have to think about a good word. It's this process of my my fear, my feelings, my history, my childhood, my, 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 my iPhone. And suddenly that iPhone has a, emotionally a very different importance for us. The mine, the my, seems to kind of radiate from the iPhone. And we don't we don't realize it's a designation, it's a label we put on that iPhone. So that's the two uh, processes, and the awakening is to look through that to see to see that this is a mental process. We make it up, <coughs> and then to realize and to shift our sense of identity to primordial consciousness or pure awareness or the inner stillness or your soul you can call it your soul if you want it's not the Christian soul it's a different kind of soul but it doesn't matter how you call it to oneness yeah? shifting your sense of identity from separation to oneness Shifting your sense of identity from the content of your experience to the context. So this, what I call now, what I call now call primordial consciousness, which carries so many names. This, uh, this which is not really something, it's not nothing, but it's also not really <coughs> something. This uh, can be a bit described in connection with these three attitudes. And I will say a few words about this, and then in the meditation I, I will invite you to, you know, to, look, into, <coughs> to look into the gap look into the what is beyond <coughs> so the interested 
you know, the curiosity, that attitude of interest and curiosity, that points or is connected with the fundamental characteristics of primordial consciousness, characteristic of primordial consciousness, consciousness, which is, it is aware, it knows. <clears throat> so what we are exploring in meditation and self-inquiry is, for example, to the question of what is aware? So there is a sound, but what is aware? There is a side. What is aware? There is a feeling. But what knows this feeling? So, it's like, as I said before, it's a bit like, usually you look like this. And then in self-inquiry, you kind of turn your eyes around and you, you, look, into, you look into the background. You look into the context in which this experience arises. The knowingness, the awareness. So we are looking not only into space, we are looking into knowing space. We are not only looking into the stillness or into the silence, we are looking into the stillness which is listening. Presence is another word for that quality of the knowing. And, and that knowingness, that's the only thing which has been there every moment. It's here now, because you can hear what I say. It has been here when you entered the room. It has been here this morning when you opened your eyes. It has been there while you were dreaming. It was also there while in your dreamless sleep. So there is an unbroken continue, continuity of knowingness, radiating, pervading each moment of your life. There is not one single second where this wasn't there. Everything else has changed. Everything else is different. Your body is completely different than 10 years ago. Your feelings are different. You're, you're completely different. Nothing is the same. Except that. It has been there when you were born, at that moment. As you know, you, know, be, you can be actually guided back in hypnosis into that time. There's memories in your body and your, in, in your mind about your birth. And then now we even know that it has been there when you were still in the womb, in the in the womb of your mother. That that knowingness. So and it is so subtle, it is so close, it is so simple that we miss it. The the problem is not that awakening or enlightenment is far away and it's difficult and we need to do a lot of things. The problem is that we are already it and we don't believe it. We miss it. So that's why we need to make all this complication first to exhaust ourselves, to kind of 
nothing works, I'm still here, I'm still myself. And then the possibility to discover you, you are already what you're seeking. You are already what you're looking for. In all the other ways to look for what you're seeking, maybe in the beginning of your life, a relationship and career and money and, and so on, all, all that is misguided seeking. Trying to find something where it is not. And then we bring that, of course, into the spiritual path also. That kind of seeking. Until we really come to that place where we give up and we turn around and we look around and we see that the treasure we have been seeking is actually buried in the floor in our own kitchen. <coughs> There's a lot of uh, stories like that in the Tibetan tradition. <coughs> you know, people who make this long journey searching for something and then at one point they they meet the wise person, the holy person, and this person says, go home and dig in your kitchen. <laughs> so, and that's what you do in, in formless meditation, in non-dual meditation, in effortless meditation. You dig in your own kitchen. So the knowingness is connected with the curiosity. The, 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 the quality of primordial consciousness, the knowingness is connected with that curiosity, the attitude of being interested. The quality of friendliness, the attitude of friendliness is connected with the discovery that within that knowingness, within that space within primordial consciousness is a quality of gentleness, a quality of, a quality of care, a quality of tenderness. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a loving gaze. And that's the experience when you, when you really relax and you let go of the pressure, you let go of the judgments, you come into a place of deep acceptance that the goodness springs forth. And it's uncontrived goodness. It's not, uh, now I follow the five of this and the ten non-virtuous actions and, and stuff like this. These, the, all these guidelines and vows, the Bodhisattva vows in, in Buddhism and so on, they are actually describing a person who has let who ha has let go of all the the identification with the content of experience and has shifted her identity to primordial consciousness and then that person acts like that not killing not stealing not lying not using sexual energy in a in a in an unconstructive way it's natural then because all the, the behavior which harms you and others comes from that ignorance, from that fear, from that defensiveness, from that reactivity, which is based on that ignorance. So if that dissolves, natural goodness springs forth.
And that's the friendliness. So when we cultivate friendliness in our, our practice, we kind of, it's like you dig towards what wants to come out. So you do the practice of being friendly, but this will also, wants also to come out. So you, you kind of, you, you, it's, you, you work from both directions. So through the practice of resting and letting go and exploring non-dual awareness, you familiarize yourself with this, which is already there. And at the same time, you also dig from above. Yeah? So that's like practicing the developmental view and the tantric view at the same time. We are all perfect. Yeah, it's all there. And there's room for improvement. <laughs> so you dig from above. <laughs> Perfect yeah. So the friendliness—it's really uh, so. In the in the in the Buddhist teachings, the the goodness in the primordial consciousness is called ultimate bodhicitta. The goodness which comes from doing something is called relative bodhicitta. Yeah. And. Uh, meeting these two is called uh, the sun resting in the mother. The, the sun returning to the mother. So that's the goodness. And that is, um, this is really a, a journey for us yeah? to, to trust that we don't, we di we don't need to uh, push ourselves to be good and be and work hard to be good that but to actually relax into the trust that all the qualities are already here creativity intelligence knowing what is the best thing to do for yourself and for others you might call it intuition like a, a deep knowing, a care, a deep care, and knowing what's the best to eat, what's the best to say in this situation, or what, what's what's the best? Where where's the place where I where I could put my creativity and energy into? That knowledge is already in you. That sounds good. Now it's a matter of trusting that message so much that we uh, use this practice to discover, to make our experience, to make it an experience. So the friendliness is the attitude of friendliness of Maitri is connected with ultimate bodhicitta, with what is called, what Trungpa Rinpoche called, is calling your goodness or your brilliant sanity. So the, the attitude, the third attitude of open, easygoing, allowing things to be as they are, that is at that's 
connected with an attitude, uh, with a quality of primordial consciousness, which sometimes is called emptiness. So the, the space we are exploring when we explore primordial consciousness is boundaryless and centerless and has no characteristics. It's empty of any characteristics. So in a way, you can't perceive it because it has no characteristics. So what you, what you are, primordial consciousness, can't be touched. It can't be seen. It can't be felt. Because whatever you would feel, whatever you would see, whatever you would understand is content. So the experiencer of this moment can't be experienced. That which is doing the thinking can't be thought about. Because if you think about it, then it's not that which is doing the thinking. That which is seeing can't be seen. So that's the emptiness. That does not mean it can't be recognized. But how? How to recognize something which you can't see, which you can't think about, which you can't feel, which you can't taste, which you can't smell? That's the trick. So, when you look like this, maybe in a moment, just just before, in a moment when you try to grasp what I, what I'm talking about. Sometimes what happens there is a kind of shift. It's a kind of gap. You know, kind of the the conceptual mind is like, yeah. So that's the gap, that's the shift, and you, you rest there, you rest right there in that gap. It's a bit like, I use the, the metaphor of the torch, it's a bit like so now, when I talk about the qualities, in a way what I, what, I, what I do is I describe the light. So I kind of I say, don't look so much at the things which is uh, illuminated by the light, by the torch, but look at the light. And then I describe the light. I say a few words about it, not too much, so, so that it does not become too 
something we we believe that we can understand it. But I describe. But then there needs to be the moment where there is this shift, and you realize you are the light, and the light can't look at itself. But nevertheless, this shift can happen. You, you will never look, you will never, the light can never look at itself. But this shift of identity, I am the light. I am that which is looking. And that which is looking can't be seen. So let's uh, look at that. Let's look at that which we can't look at. So we we start by shifting, allowing the shift. The gesture of welcoming. So, in the beginning, what we mainly emphasize is the Maitri, the friendliness. And that's a lot. I mean, within that, uh, a lot can already happen. So, if, if what I said about awareness didn't really make sense to you, it's a lot to just trust the practice of letting things be, allowing, shifting from the head into the body. Meeting, befriending, befriending your own energy. and taking the stream of thoughts less serious because the most important thing to figure out you can't figure out with your thoughts no book or no understanding can help you with the recognition. So you shift from being in your head down into your feet and legs and belly. Maybe supported by the breath.
stabilizing yourself in a gentle way. And then sliding into choiceless open awareness, like the sky. with all senses open. Things are coming and going. Then if something comes to the foreground, that might be difficult or some discomfort, or it might be nice and peaceful, then we allow that to happen. It's only when you notice that you emphasize a story a lot that you see if you can close the storybook and drop back into the body and into the sounds. And then even if you are tired or somewhat agitated, we can also appreciate that there is a stillness, a presence arising when we sit quietly together. And listening to that with your hands and your belly and your heart, tuning in into presence, into the field of awareness. in which the sounds from outside travel and this voice and your thoughts and your breath. It's like bathing, when you take a bath and letting go of any effort, softening and opening. Dissolving the magic.
mental image of your body. This moment to be what it is, appreciating that, is ha- that it is happening by itself. of primordial consciousness of non-dual awareness is a tenderness, a gentleness. It's also sometimes called the Great Mother, Prajnaparamita, the perfection of wisdom. There is the quality of goodness, of care, of tenderness. without forcing anything, just feel in your heart, in your body, in your hands. You can tune it into a sense of gentleness, the presence, the stillness. Can you feel a tenderness there? embrace as if you're surrounded by angels by your teachers or by the Buddhas
awareness, which is that really at the core of this universe, has been discovered uh, since mystics and yogis and yoginis have been looking into the nature of the heart, in the nature of reality, into the nature of reality. It's like a sense of somehow, I don't know why, it's, it seems crazy to feel it, but somehow everything is just fine as it is. If you can't feel like this right now, maybe you recall periods or moments in your life where you felt that. Somehow everything is fine as it is. And then you can also connect with that goodness by remembering and connecting with the care and kindness you receive from your surroundings. in the presence of God, we are always resting in the lap of the Great Mother. Switch. What is aware? It's tuning in into that which is always there and which does not change. So you tune in into the non-moving mind. 
into the vastness of your heart where you are most deeply yourself. Really into the most fundamental sense of I am. I am aware. A fundamental sense of beingness. The beingness which was here yesterday and 10 years ago and 20 years ago. which was even here before you were born. So that's a possibility. You hear a sound and you use that as an invitation to shift. What is the way of the sound? And then there's a shift, and then you rest in that shift. There's a not finding. There's a not knowing. who is perceiving the sound. There's a not knowing of who is perceiving the sound. And you rest right there, in that gap. You could also use an experience of discomfort, maybe there's confusion right now, or tiredness, or restlessness. So you could use that also, and just asking, what is aware? And you look. What is aware? Then you look. the knowingness and then the third quality the emptiness the openness so that is tuning in into the shoreless ocean of awareness boundaryless and centerless from that shoreless ocean, experiences arises, arise like waves.
sound arises like a wave in the shoreless ocean of consciousness and dissolves back into. This voice arises from the shoreless ocean of consciousness and dissolves back into right there, into that. Feeling arises from the shoreless ocean of consciousness and dissolves back into right there. Rest. sense of me, a sense of self arises from the shoreless ocean of consciousness and dissolves back into the story arises from the shoreless ocean of consciousness and dissolves back into which we are tuning into, kind of you resonate with them, goodness, gentleness, the knowingness, awareness, and the unfindability, the emptiness, the openness. That is your Buddha nature. That is your home. That is the only practice worth doing. Tuning in into empty, knowing goodness. loving, centerless awareness. Primordial, radiant, stillness. Boundaryless, centerless beingness. All pervasive, radiant, 
aliveness. Just, just sitting, there's nothing to do, nothing to understand, this is it. Just as it is. sitting in the sun. These are the three qualities of primordial consciousness as they are transmitted in the Dzogchen teachings, the great perfection teachings of Tibetan Buddhism. Empty, open, unfindable, good, loving, non-judgmental. knowing, radiant, luminous presence.
so sometimes it uh, it is supportive in our inquiry to uh, read the words uh, from the tradition and so it, sometimes it's the difference if Stefan Pendel says it or Dalai Lama or or I will send you some uh, some links uh, and some uh, some pointers uh, where you can uh, yeah, where, where you can explore and get it from different sources so to build up a trust that this is the essence of the teachings that's not something I may make up, but that it is being taught in the Tibetan tradition like this. Uh, and of course you need to check up like this because because you know, if this is you know, if this resonates with you, then you have to give your whole heart. then it's like and, and I mean if you want to give your whole heart into something like really like completely then you would you would want to feel kind of safe to, to do that but once you have a sense of yeah this is this is this is it this is my refuge uh, this is my this is the safe, safe direction of my life then you you have to throw yourself 100% that does not mean to give up family and job yeah but uh, you you start to see family and job as uh, as part of that as part of this exploration and as a welcome and as a possibility to welcome challenges where you kind of test okay how, how far is my trust into the basic goodness how far is my capacity to be open and easy going how far is my capacity to be curious about life 